and welcome to Coffee Talk. Welcome to Rhythm Counter episode 55, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. This is our podcast where we talk about RPG music and sometimes graphic adventure music and visual novels and whatever else we're covering at the time. If you're new to the show, we're happy to have you here. If you've been listening since our first episode in 2013, well, then we're even more happy to have you here. The show is on hiatus for quite a while. So if you haven't listened, we encourage you to go back and check out the backlog. But we're back now with mostly the same format we used to use, which is basically we have a rotating cast of hosts on each episode to bring on songs for various topics, whether that's forest themes or town themes, or maybe we're talking about a specific composer. Along with that, we always have our, you can always check out a full track list of every episode on RPGFan.com. And uh, yeah, so far it's been good. The response has been good, and we're really glad to be back here. What I did not do yet, at one point, at some point, I'm going to get back to the swing of things and remember to introduce myself towards the beginning, but oh well, here we go. (laughs) Um, So I'm Mike Salvato. I'm editor-in-chief of RPG Fan and a few other roles. I actually really need to buy a hat stand for all the hats I wear, but (laughs) mainly I'm editor-in-chief. Um, and then with me today, we also have Hilary Andriff. Hello. And Peter Treisenberg. Hi, I'm one of those people who's been listening since 2013. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad. Yep, it's exciting to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you here. So, so far, everyone's been really happy to come on the show, so that, that means a lot. So... If you're listening now, you probably already know this from the title. Um, I don't know what the title is going to be as we're recording, but this is going to be part two of our relaxing music series on Rhythm Encounter. So if you haven't listened to the last one, I would encourage you to. Um, This isn't actually a sequel. You don't need to listen to 54 to understand the context of this one. But Jono and Alana and I talked about some really great relaxing music that I would encourage you to listen to. But we have even more today. So we're going to have six tracks. Um, each of us brought two tracks along, and uh, shall we get into it? Yeah, we just all really want to discuss relaxing music, I guess. Yep, we sure <laughs> do. We're just we're just here to vibe. Exactly. Yes. I've got a big mug of coffee, and I'm ready to go. Awesome. Well, good. Maybe that'll come into play in like I don't know the fifth track. Ooh, foreshadowing. Yes. All right. So our first two songs are myself and Hillary. So the first track today is going to be Slumber in Stillness from the Moon Hunter soundtrack. I don't know how well known it is, but it's something I picked up on several years ago and I'm glad I stumbled across it because this is one of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack. And then after that, Hillary, you have a song for us. I do. Um, my choice was Gardens and Ruins from the Mythic Ocean soundtrack. So we'll be delving into kind of a more visual novel sort of game. And it's a very pretty little exploration theme. Great. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to go listen to Slumber and Stillness and Gardens and Ruins. And we'll have our commentary after. 
it's interesting that we set this up to be the first track in this episode before I knew that we were going to close out episode 54 with a piano theme. So it was kind of a fun little happenstance that 54 and 55 will flow together pretty well if you happen to list, listen to these back to back. Nothing to do with the song itself, but I thought it was a fun thing. So Moon Hunters came out, I think, well, I know the soundtrack came out in 2016. Actually, maybe the game did too, but it was one of those things. I think I, I stumbled across it first at E3. Like of all things, the, the developers were at E3 in like a little tiny corner of Sony's booth years ago. And we gave the game a try and it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's at the time, I don't think I had even played any kind of roguelike anything yet. And I wasn't used to the idea of like you playing through something and dying and starting over. So that was for me, a new experience, but I've played it. I don't know. I played through like maybe around 10 times. Oh, wow. Well, they're, they're short. Like you, you play like, uh, how long is it? Like you play like a week at a time. It's or like three days. Three days. Oh, well, not even a week. So, yeah, like the game takes place over three days and it unfolds randomly different each time. Yeah. Do you want me to explain? Interesting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the idea is that it's a pretty kind of classical fantasy world with like a sun empire that's sort of taking everything, taking over everything. And then suddenly the moon disappears and you have three days from when the moon disappears to the sun empire taking over everything and you get to choose an adventurer from like a different region of the world that's trying to find the moon and restore balance before that happens and that's kind of how it starts but as you go through and you play all these different adventurers you have traits that your adventurer can get which are really fun and like little epithets and things but you sort of uncover a little bit more about like how things got the way they were and why the moon is gone and you have to go through several generations to really figure things out. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, a lot of the soundtrack actually is pretty chill. Um, outside of the ones where you're, like, battling the sun god. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's less chill. But, I again, I didn't actually plan it this way. But in the last episode, I pulled a song from Tangle Deep and... One of the things I liked about that one turns out to be kind of the same thing I like about this one, that, you know, it, this song and when you're, like, hanging out in town or whatever, it's, like, a good reprieve from all the other, like, battles and stuff you're going through. So it's a good break. I don't remember if this is actually what plays when you, like, camp and sleep. I'm hoping it is based on the name. I was I was going to say, because the vibe I was getting just listening to the song and looking at uh, the, the album art, um, I'm getting, like, a vibe of, like sitting around a campfire and there's like ancient ruins all around at night and it's just kind of like serene that's like, the game that's the, <laughs> right yeah there. that's this yeah that, that's what this sounds like to me and um yeah so that that would be very fitting i think most of the stuff in that game that has to do with the moon has that sort of like serene tone in the music too yeah because the moon is kind of uh more peaceful like you know like this as uh, opposed to like as opposed to the sun and from what you've described of the game's world that would be very appropriate <laughs> oh yeah like all the sun warriors and stuff are just complete dicks <laughs> wait can i say that on the show because they really are show. Right? are you, are you, show, are you, are you, oh, yeah. are you going to have to choke no sound i can't i can't appeal to anyone else about this yeah <laughs> um I, and I really like how the instrumentation in this kind of supports that. You've got like the low, peaceful piano chords and kind of the twinkly percussion that comes in. 
Um, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, and it's kind of like slower pace, too. Yep. Like, um... And what else? Oh, and there's a moment in there where that like, kind of twinkly chime comes in with the strings and takes on some of the melodic notes with the piano, and I wrote down that it was magical, so... It's just, <laughs> you do get this feeling of kind of slumber between the low part and the melody. Yeah. So... I guess we're ready to move on to Gardens and Ruins. Yeah, I'm good. If you yeah, want. yeah. So, yeah, um, Mythic Ocean is, if you like relaxing music, it's a gem of a game. Because the whole premise is that you are exploring an ocean that exists kind of outside of time um, with a bunch of really cool kind of mythological beings. Um, it's between world cycles, and your job basically is to converse. There are some, like, twin gods... A really cool celestial otter, a little bug guy. You said celestial otter, I'm in. Yes. Yes, yes. People, that, that otter is a fan favorite, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a very thoughtful, slow-paced game, really nice ocean visuals, and the music reflects that. You've got a lot of pretty synthy backdrop, Um I like the ascending runs in gardens and ruins that remind you of kind of water reflections or being underwater. Um, you get the sense of an ocean, but kind of an o that timeless feeling as well. And I think the long sustained notes in that piece really kind of cause that timeless feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think the song was really pretty um, and it kind of associating it with a certain mood, but um, it kind of reminds me of, um, because I, I, live in, I live in Michigan and like I've lived near Lake Michigan like all my life. So it kind of reminds me of like if you're out by if you're out by the lake or the shoreline at night and it's like really quiet and it really does feel like you're in this point where like yeah time is standing still and there's just this kind of infinite stretch um, of water um, and this song this song I think again really just seems to really reflect that. Yeah, I like. Okay, I already forgot the words you said. Hillary I'm something. sorry. Hillary oh, the, said something. The, oh, the sustain oh, thing. Oh, the sustain, like, no, lo, uh, yeah. The yeah. sustain chords and notes. Yeah. Yeah. There I really is that sort of background of it. Yeah. Yeah. I always try not to, like, overly make comparisons here, but there there are some parts of the song that remind me a little bit of the Meridia music in Super Metroid, oh. because that's also the underwater uh. area. And it just, it has a similar, like, sense of its calm or stillness or something to it. It's kind of relaxing. It's a little more relaxing in Mythic Ocean because you're not <laughs> actually, like, running around and, like, shooting, like, mean seahorses and stuff. But um, besides that, there, there's a couple notes in here that gave me that sense. So it was a surprising bit of nostalgia. No idea if that actually was any kind of inspiration for them, but it was kind of an interesting comparison in my head. That's a good. That's a good choice of word, though. Nostalgia, because it does sound kind of nostalgic, even if, even if you're not, like, even if you're not familiar with the game, like I'm not. Like the music itself kind of invokes a lot of like familiar uh, mem feelings and memories. Yeah, I got that sense too, and and it's kind of interesting that it does that because at like three and a half minutes in, or so, you kind of get a slightly new melody coming in, but it doesn't feel weird or unfamiliar it just kind of feels no. sort of like a feature of the landscape i don't know which i think mm -hmm. goes with the title of the song so it's, it's really cool yeah no it's great it, i think it was a really good choice for this episode between the first episode and this one there's some songs here that 
they can put you in like this kind of like peaceful, like a relaxing mindset, but a lot of them do it in different ways, which I think is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think these do have sort of a similar pattern of relaxation. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same kind of ambience, you know? Right. That was a good one. I definitely encourage people to check out the rest of the soundtrack or the game. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely tempted after after hearing this. (laughs) This sounds sounds kind of of like something I'd be interested in. Yeah, I mean, I've played a few hours of it, and it's really nice. One thing I forgot to mention is that it's the music as you're exploring the Eel Kingdom, which is kind of great, especially (laughs) because the the Eel is sort of like your advisor. He's the character you go to if you need to ask, like, how am I doing with the other the other mythical beings here? Oh, right, yeah. Consult the eel. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of consulting eels, uh, Peter has our next track. I didn't. I'm I didn't not think sure where se- you're going. With I, didn't, I didn't think that segue through very well at all. I'm sorry. Um, but Peter has our next track. Yeah. Um. My next pick for this one is, and I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of this, Hepatica, from uh, Hepatica Cosmos specifically. From the Xenosaga Episode 3 soundtrack. I'm sorry, I'm going to need you to say the entire subtitle of Xenosaga Episode 3. Xenosaga Episode 3 also thrust Zarathustra, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that I don't speak Nietzsche. Oh, that's okay. I still like you. Oh, okay, you. Yes. (laughs) Speaking Nietzsche. What should be the subtitle for my, 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 my The one philosophy class I took was at nine in the morning at freshman year. I wasn't conscious for most of it. Oh, yeah. No, that's not going to work. Uh, yep. Okay. Not a good time. Um, so after Xeno Saga, what do we have next? After that, we have In the Earthen Womb, which is a bit of a throwback to the Super Nintendo era. It's from Illusion of Gaia. Yay. Some of us like that game a lot in this room. Yes. Yes. It's definitely me. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game. All right, so let's go check out some Xeno Saga and some Illusion of Gaia.
Uh, so I noticed um, that there, while we've talked about Xenosaga on Rhythm Encounter before, uh, there had been a disturbing lack of Xenosaga 3 music. So we're here to fix that starting today because uh, Xenosaga 3 has a really killer soundtrack. Uh, for those who don't know, the game is largely composed by Yuki Kajiura. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yes, I think um, so. Yeah, who um sh- who is a really good musician who um also did music for Dot Hack and later Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of got the market cornered on the like sci-fi, anime, virtual reality stuff. But um, their music, it, it, their music is very, very interesting because it's got this kind of ethereal quality to it, and also uses a lot of um, female vocals. And this is nowhere. This is very apparent in Xenosaga 3's soundtrack, and especially with Hepatica. This particular rendition is actually a boss battle theme. Um, weirdly enough. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's, it does not sound like the kind of thing you would have, but yeah, it's um, I believe this plays during the final encounter with Telos, who is, like, the evil Cosmos they introduce in Xenosaga 3. So it's meant to be, like, the final confrontation between these two characters. As far as I know, I could be completely off-base. Tyler Trosper will probably yell at me later. Um. <laughs> I could I could definitely see it as one of those impactful emotional moments in a game where, you know, the sad or meaningful kind of slower music continues to play during the battle yeah i could kind of picture that i like when they do that yeah for sure um and um this is a recurring motif from throughout three um the main uh, melody gets used in a lot of songs Mm -hmm. but um i really like how they add the vocals in here um and i especially like around the middle part when the vocals cut out and it just starts doing the um the strings for a moment um before kicking back in again it's kind of this like quiet little reprieve almost, but um, yeah, the whole song is just very moody, um, and very very sad. Um, very, it's got like kind of this air of tragedy about it that I, I enjoy. Um, even um, I am working on getting through this series, but I don't have the full context yet. But I am looking forward to it. Yeah, since you recently acquired the game. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Fun story. Fun story for the listeners. I found a copy of Xenosaga Three in the wild, um, and I got it with um, store credit. So I, I was very happy. <laughs> All you had to do was trade in your Wii. I traded, you know what though? That Wii had been in a box for two moves across multiple states. So I think this is a better use for it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, plus I think the game is very rare to like just show up anywhere, from what I hear. So. Yeah, right. So I, you know, I wanted to jump on that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really surprised until you mentioned it. I didn't realize that we had only featured one song from this game on Rhythm Encounter up until now. Yeah, and it was a um, and it was a remix of a song from Xenosaga Two. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't even count. <laughs> well, it's the same composer. I, I know. I know it's the same composer. I'm just messing. But, but uh, um, but th- three, yeah, three has a killer soundtrack. Um, it just in general. Um, so I'm glad I was. Um, I was looking for an excuse to play a song from this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you did. It's it's kind of weird how the soundtracks to 2 and 3 came out, because I won't spend too much time on this, but like episode 2 was composed by two different people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it was... Kajira did all the movie soundtracks, and then Shinji Hosoe? I think it's Hosoe, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the Zero Escape guy. 
Yeah, and so he did all of the like gameplay music, but for some reason they decided not to release any of that on a soundtrack. So the soundtrack for episode two is just her stuff, and it's great. It's just weird mm -hmm. that it's not a complete soundtrack. And then for some reason I thought they did that with three too, but I think Kajira did three herself, but then they decided that she had too much music, so they never released the complete soundtrack, which is why this is called like best tracks or something. That's they so they said, like, well, if we released all the music, it would have to be six discs, so we, we can't do that. So we just made her choose enough music to fill two. Um, well, and and now and now then there's those of us over here who are like, we would we would listen to six discs of Kashiura music. Well, yeah, the Final Fantasy VII remake is six or seven discs. That's true. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, like, we would totally do this. Um, And I feel like Hosoe's music for two got a bit of a reappraisal recently. Um, At the time, I know people weren't a big fan of it, and it is kind of... It does kind of clash with Kajira's style, but Hoso is a talented composer in his own right, too. Oh, he um, is. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's weird because I was reading about that, too, because, again, I, I thought that same thing happened on 3, but they didn't even, they didn't work together at all. So, like, of, of course mm -hmm. they were going to clash because you said, hey, you do this and you do this, and we'll just put them together and see what happens. Yeah, but they have completely, they have completely different um, musical styles. It's the Resident Evil 6 development cycle of music composition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a strained analogy for you. <laughs> well, you got your Resident Evil mention in here. Yep. The quota has been met for the day. Yes. As for the song itself, um, I think Hillary probably has more useful notes than me. What? But well, I mean, I'm I'm see your notes, so yes, I think you do. Um, me, like I was just most of my comments on the song were that I, I I like that it's it's sort of sad, and the way you describe it is like it's probably intentionally like melancholy, but I don't think it's I don't think it goes too far in that direction. Like it it does have some moments. But it still has just kind of a nice down tempo flow to it, so it's. I think it still fits our theme today. It's still peaceful. I found myself coming back to this one several times and thinking, like, yes, this this is a relaxing song. Like I could see myself relaxing to this, but why and how and in what context would actually makes it a relaxing song? Because that melody is really tinged with a little bit of sadness and regret, especially the way it's performed. It's it's very melancholy and it's very pretty. Um, but it, it was interesting to think about like, well, what still makes this relaxing? And I think it's the fact that the vocals are, do sort of still have that slowness combined with the instrumentation and the way the song transitions and the different instruments come in and out. Because I have several notes here saying like, there's a great moment where the piano and bells take over the melody in a little interlude and it's quieter. And then the vocal harmony is coming back. So there's a part where it goes to, from kind of straight vocals to more vocal harmonies when I come back the second time and that makes things very lush. And then mm -hmm. to the piano, it's really sparse in the background. So they kind of, there's a really fun play between the melody and the background and kind of what takes the spotlight and draws your attention in the song. And I think that really effectively like makes you focus on the song. And I think that focus is partially what helps make it so relaxing and you kind of get the sense of like taking a breath after something that was causing you some tension is finally done i think is how i describe like the type of relaxation mm -hmm. from this song okay, that's, I like that. that's actually that's i like that too that's actually that's a very fitting description because i think um yeah because i'm pretty sure that there's multiple encounters with telos uh, throughout the game 
Um, and this is supposed to be like the final one mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So that, no, that's a very interesting way of describing it. Yeah, I like it. In any case, um, I don't know if the soundtrack to the game is any easier to come by than the game itself, but I do recommend people check out the rest of the soundtrack too, because there's some really, really good music on this one. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, the soundtrack for two made like a freak appearance on Spotify recently, so maybe three will follow. Oh, maybe. Interesting. Please, nice. please, 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 Bandai Yes. <laughs> I always like to hear about more game music appearing on platforms like that. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, uh, it makes it makes it so much easier to like track it down. <laughs> yep. Okay. Next is a song that probably won't be appearing on Spotify anytime soon. Yeah, most probably likely. not. Weirder things have happened, but probably not. <laughs> most likely not, because this is I picked the straight up original soundtrack version. It's very kind of nitty sounding. It's it's very retro, but I was obsessed with it when I was younger. I don't know if it was those midi vocals for some reason or if but it was something about the melody kind of over that constant flow of notes that are sort of doing arpeggios in the background that just really captured my imagination. So I listened to this song a lot in and out of the game, and I think it deserves recognition as a relaxing track, partially because it manages to remain very relaxing despite a weird in-game context, and I hope you all don't mind me mentioning that, but the time that you're most likely to hear this song in Illusion of Gaia is actually as a, like, please turn the Super Nintendo off (laughs) kind of prompt. Um, Because if you choose not to continue your, well, first off, you're in the dark space in Illusion of Gaia, which is this cool little place. There's like a Gaia statue and she's like this lady with a ram head. Um, And there are (laughs) stars floating by in the background. And it's a little bit creepy, but mostly relaxing and kind of peaceful. Yeah. Um, But she helps you on your quest and if you say i don't i don't want to continue my adventure then she just says then rest a while and you hear the teleportation sound from the game and then it's just her and the dark space background visuals and this music until you turn the console off <laughs> and oh, that's so cool <laughs> it's cool but it's also like wait did she just absorb him did she eat him like what yeah it's a weird way of like doing doing a save and quit that's kind of what I, I, Soul Blazer does, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, it's one of very, those. Very, very fitting. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when games do that, though, when they incorporate, like, um, plot stuff into, like, something as simple as, like, quitting the game. Yep. <laughs> and it kind of is. Yeah, this, this music has a lot of the same features I feel like we've talked about before. There's kind of a sense of timelessness. It's pretty flowy with the kind of MIDI piano arpeggios in the background. The melody is really pretty but simple. But I'm really eager to hear what you guys think, especially since it's a little different. What I think it's really interesting too that we followed up a Xenosaga song with this because there's a 13 years between these two games releasing. Um, I wouldn't say that they technically go together, but they kind of do in some weird way. No, I think they kind of do too. I mean, there's there's a there's a space motif going on mm-hmm. here. Um, that I think is very appropriate, and um, even just the way the the background of this song goes, like yes. not just the the main melody is like you know the do 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 like that, but also like just the uh, I don't even know what to call it. The bass of it is very space like. Um, yeah, that's sound, true. yeah, that's true. 
It is, and it is that that background actually. I, I noticed that the backgrounds were similar. So I was like, hmm, it'd be interesting to listen to these two back to back. Okay. It kind of reminds me. It kind of reminds me of the intro to Final Fight, honestly, or <laughs> Fatal Fight, Fatal Fight, um, where it's like the the where it's like these little these little chirpy sounds. I have no I have no better way of describing it than that. It's like chir- these little chirpy sounds in rapid succession, but that gives me that that sounds like you're like soaring through the stars. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And in the I background, think that's an official term, right? <laughs> chirpy sounds. Little chirp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yep, it's very chimey too, and you have this sort of kind of like percussion with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you do have that constant, and I kind of describe them as arpeggios. It's like the notes, you have certain notes going up and down in succession, and it's pretty constant throughout the whole piece. And they use that a lot in songs that are supposed to be like sci fi or space theme. True. So, how does that go? You said it like goes up, up and down a lot? Yeah, the notes. Like, You're trying to get like, me to sing it, aren't you? Like how? Like how? Peter just sang a little bit of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There we go. Your singing, your singing voice is better than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I got to say that oh, um, I, I really love uh, synthesized vocals in old games. So this is this is really good to me. Like, I, I love how that sounds. Oh, Yeah. I think it, yeah, and especially just kind of like the, the timber and the pitch of some of them. Like, it's, it's probably good that it's delivered in this format, maybe. Yeah. It, it really soars. Yeah, and I think it'd be hard to get, like, the same relaxing effect. And yeah, it's a nice kind of drifty, expansive space kind of MIDI song. That's a good way of describing it, yeah. Yeah, like, I could leave this on. I could, like, if I was going to quit the game, I could leave this on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the best, like thing you can say for a, for music that's kind of, that you're supposed to kind of just vibe with. Exactly. Right. It is quite a compliment, yeah. It, it's also been a good reminder for me personally because I have not played Illusion of Gaia, I think, since it came out like a very, very long time ago. And literally yesterday, I stumbled across my cart in the basement, so I think we might have to play it again at some and point. And you recently mm. replayed Soul Blazer, so it's got to do the next one. Got to do the next one. You're right. But before I replay Illusion of Gaia, I need some coffee. We all do. We all do. Well, Peter has coffee. Uh, I'm, almost, I'm, almost, I'm almost out of coffee. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Mike, what is your song? Unsurprisingly, um, I have a song. Well, unsurprisingly for people who have been talking to me for the last, like, nine months or a year or so because I've been, like, completely obsessed with coffee talk. Not, not the SNL skit. I'll put that out there. I have nothing against the SNL skit of Coffee Hello, Talk. Hello, welcome to Coffee Talk. Thank you. Um, so Coffee Talk is a visual novel and like kind of bartender simulator. Like a lot of people compare it to Valhalla. I see it in some of the gameplay, but I think, believe it or not, making the coffee is a less important than the actual story in the game. That's kind of a side thing. It's mostly about the visual novel and the narrative. And picking the right drinks to serve to people. And picking the right drinks, yes. Anyway, but... I guess I'll save that for after. Um, I have a calming drizzle from the Coffee Talk soundtrack. And our almost last track today will be Peter. Um, so yeah, once we, once we said we were going to do a podcast on relaxing music, th- there was one song I just had to include, um, and it was Crystalline Chill from Final Fantasy XV. Do you like Final Fantasy XV or something? I, I don't, don't know. I don't it. know. 
I don't know how you would have gotten that impression. <laughs> it's not like um, <laughs> it's not like I've made a habit of being the like the game's resident, or the site's resident Final Fantasy fifteen apologist or anything. <laughs> not like you finished reading the uh, novelization. Oh, don't remind me. Um, <laughs> um, More it's on not, that but later. It's not, it's, it's not like it's not like um, Final Fantasy fifteen apologist is literally in my site bio on every article I write for the site. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that actually. <laughs> okay, well that said, you have nothing to apologize for because this is a great choice. Yes. Um, so let's go listen to some coffee talk and some Final Fantasy fifteen.
So the Coffee Talk song, I almost actually saved it for a future cafe episode of Rhythm Encounter, which, um, spoilers, I guess, but at some point that will be coming. But since I don't know when it's coming, I thought this was the right place for it, because pretty much any song in that entire soundtrack would fit this episode. I mean, the whole game takes place in a coffee shop in Seattle, because of course it does. At night. At night. It's always at night. So, you know, the soundtrack had to be this relaxing thing all the time. And so again, really any of them would have fit here. So I, I had to try to pick one of my favorites, which is Calming Drizzle. And I found out about this game last year sometime or whenever it got revealed. I kept hitting up the site like, when is this coming out? When is this out? And they quietly uploaded some songs to YouTube. But yeah, it's, it's been a thing for a while now. I'm, I'm glad the game is out now and I played it and I got the very long soundtrack. I forget actually how many songs it is, but I know it's about two and a half, it's almost two and a half hours of music. Yeah, the official soundtrack is 27 songs. Wow, is that all? It feels like more, but they're long tracks. They are. Most of them are at least five minutes. Yeah. Yes, it is only 27. Okay. But yeah, so it's two and a half hours long, but I think that's perfect for this kind of music because, you know, again, it's background music, it's cafe music. It's it's composed, since it's supposed to be heard in a coffee shop, you can also really imagine it being in a coffee shop, if that makes any sense at all. It, it has some, there's a bit of repetition to it, which I know, you know, maybe that does or doesn't work for some people, but I think the setting it's used in in the game, but also if you were to hear this in a coffee shop in real life, I think it would work because at least for me, like that's perfect background music for whether you're studying or working or just sitting there having a conversation. So be between that and the fact that each song is so long, it really lets you like, gives you some like breathing room with the song to like really sit down and like let the song sink in and experience it. And I think there's been a theme with several of the songs here that sort of like you said, kind of the short, simple snippets of melody that m many of them do repeat. And then just sort of the room to let the song sink in, kind of take in the atmosphere. And, and this one had a really rainy atmosphere to me. Like I have all sorts of things in my notes about the little glissandos in the beginning, which are the, the sort of like slides between one note and another. So the thring, thring kind of noises at uh -huh. the beginning. And then the more plunky do, 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 like. That sounded like different types of rain against a window to me. And so I have a lot of stuff in my notes about how this does sound like observing rain from inside. And then there's a section in the middle that I wrote. It's kind of a fade into just some simple chords. And it feels like a break in the rain where you're just kind of staring at the dreary sky. So I don't know. It, it was it was pretty evocative to me. Yeah, no, I was um, this reminds me I, this is and this is definitely intentional but it reminds me a lot of like those like lo-fi beats to like listen to at, like playlists that you find online um which i use very often as background oh, uh, noise yeah, me too. um and, that, and that's definitely very intentional but it, it suits the vibe of this game super well like you were saying because yeah this would not be out of place in a, in a regular coffee shop um and it's got that kind of like um that peaceful ambiance but it's also kind of upbeat and happy all the same like um it's got this kind of like perky yet mellow aesthetic to the whole thing 
I also realized that I've been confusing this game with Necrobarista um, <laughs> the entire time, which wonder wonder how that happened. But um, <laughs> that's my, that's on me. I was like a little confused for a second, but it's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, you know, they both take place in coffee shops. Necrobarista is on our other relaxing music episode. I I had um I had a whole yes. analogy with Bailey's Cafe planned out, and that didn't work. So we're just gonna we're just gonna ignore that. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, it, it does feel like a, a real kind of coffee shop. The only drawback to real coffee shops is that you're most likely not going to have a patron who's like a nerdy mermaid from... Is she from Atlantis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like the cast in that game Or an orc, so orc game developer. Or an orc game developer. Yes. For context, listeners, I work at a pie a pie shop slash coffee shop, and we get so we get some interesting customers. It, it, it's which is which is sometimes very lovely. A magical pie shop. It could be. Okay. You never know. Okay. We we do have a staircase that goes nowhere in the basement. Anyway, this is a lot. This is probably a lot more about um about my job than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> so, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe let's move on from, like, terrifying, uh, pie company basements to Final Fantasy XV. Speaking of terrifying pie company basements. <laughs> yes, yes, of I course. Even, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Yeah. I like fifteen. I've made that clear, I think. But, um, uh, one of the best things about that game is the, um, the sense of camaraderie between its characters as well as, um, its soundtrack by Yoko Shimomura. And a bunch of other guest composers, but this is one of uh, this is one of the best pieces in the game. It's the main menu theme, of all things. And I, if you told me, yeah, you know what we really need for our main menu? A super relaxing, mellow, electronic version of the Final Fantasy Prelude, and it's perfect. It really is. Yeah, I was so surprised and and delighted. The, the Prelude is. Probably one of my favorite pieces of video game music, hands down, if I had to pick one. I really, really like it. Um, it's iconic, and the way it's adapted, you're right, it's perfect. Like, whether you're just hanging out in the menu looking at, at things, or... You... At pretty men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I can't be the only one. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, for all the jokes about Final Fantasy boy band, like, Crystal and Chill is a good... <laughs> good background Honestly. from while they're equipping themselves um but yeah i i like you how you have that kick snare drum pattern that's a little bit more driving but then you kind of get some mysterious vibes because you have the strings going at the beginning and you still have kind of like i demonstrated earlier those sort of famous ar arpeggio type runs from the prelude that come in right after the drums which i really like the timing of that i think if you tried to do like the sustained, you know, flowing background, like in the original Prelude, it would have been too much with that sort of drum pattern, but the way they put it just after the drums in short bursts, so you still get the whole Prelude, I think it works really, really well, and I like it. Yeah, I like how they break it up, because it's mm -hmm. like, you get that kind of do-do-do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do-do, yep. do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Exactly. Like, um, yeah. Uematsu would be proud. It kind of reminds me, um, because uh, Final Fantasy X had a similar song um, it, for its for the when you were in the Sphere Grid, um, they had a version of the Prelude as well that was kind of upbeat and not hip hoppy, but uh, a little a little more like synthesized and EDM like. But I think this is a better rendition of that. Um, it fits the modern 
the modern fantasy meets reality vibe that 15 was going for. Um, I think perhaps more than any other piece on the soundtrack, um, which which is a which is a pretty even balance between kind of uh, of different musical styles. Um, but this one, I think, more than any other, fits that aesthetic very well. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually almost wish you hadn't said that because that was the crux of my notes was specifically the Final Fantasy X comparison <laughs> because I like the instrument. Oh yeah, I like the instrumentation used here a lot, and it did remind me of what Ten did with it. I like the one in 10. I think a lot of people don't because it was maybe, I think it was way, way far away from what people were used to hearing the prelude in, but it, that's okay. It was kind of, it was kind of a leap for the time. I think yeah. looking back at it now, it doesn't bother, it what doesn't bother me as much, but like I could imagine going from like seven, eight, nines or there, all those classic games as rendition of the prelude to 10. It's like, oh, that's a big jump. It is. It is. It's really, it's really different. I thought it was an interesting choice, but I, I do feel like this is a similar thing, but the, it feels more true to the spirit of the original song than Tens was, um, even though yes. it's still doing some similar stuff with instrumentation. And, and maybe the, maybe the fact that in later games, we got things like crazy Chocobo, like, <laughs> which I think people maybe didn't like, but later embraced. I don't know where, the general public fo follows now on it. Like, I like the song for some weird reason. People who don't like Crazy Chocobo are weak. <laughs> but it's like, if you can accept that one, then you can accept 10's prelude, too. If, if, if 14's soundtrack is full of epic rock anthems, and, and like, that's awesome. I, I appreciate more musical variety in the series. Um, um, I, so I think there's definitely a place for songs like that, like that, you know? Oh, definitely. And thinking about it, part of what might make this a little bit less of a departure, like based on what you're saying with the comparison, is there's a neat little interlude in it when there's some descending notes with a new drum beat, and that's very, very chill. So I think that kind yeah. of helps tone the whole thing down so it's not too fast, it's not too... You get some of that same scope that you would feel. Yeah, it's not, it's not as in your face. <laughs> yes. Um, and, I, and I think that's a thing with the 10 song. Like, again, I like that song just fine. But that song is very fast. Like, it's... That's true. And then this one is more like... But it's more like downbeat. And you have a lot more backing instrumentation to kind of, like, complement it. Yeah. Really good choice. You know, we've had some 15 on here before, but... Not all of it, but several of them were some of the more upbeat songs or some of the battle music. Um, yeah, which is awesome that, stuff too. But I'm I'm glad we have yeah. got some variety with this one. Yeah, for sure. A lot of that soundtrack is a lot of epic sweeping chorus, and I love that stuff. But um, it's it's nice to to sit back and relax a little bit. And for a game who's like where the central conceit is is like your four buddies on a road trip going camping. I think it's it's good to you know uh, to have a kind of a calmer song here and there. Yeah, yeah, and and when you think about it, it really has kind of like an integral role because you're as you're playing, you're in those menus a lot. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it plays on the map too. I'm pretty sure they they have the same song on the map. So yeah, I could be wrong. It's been a while. I know. Yeah. I would I would go on to some story about how I got to get back to it, but I. 
and played like the DLC episodes and stuff, but I just did that in episode 51, so I won't bore people with that a second time. <laughs> I'd, rec I'd recommend it. I still haven't played the, um, this is off topic, but I still haven't played the Royal Edition content. Um, I've, no, I, I haven't, either. but um, I, I'm, I want to like do a replay where I do all of the DLC content, but it's like, I need to find time and energy to do that. What I've seen, what I've seen of it looks pretty cool, but uh, that's ne that's neither here nor there. Fifteen is what fifteen is at this point, um, and I think. And as we move on to Final Fantasy sixteen, I think it'll be interesting to see how um, how people appraise that title. Like like with like with all Final Fantasies, they sort of get their second day in the sun sometimes. Exactly. It's true, and I appreciate how this block has been some like a chunk of kind of more modern relaxing music so it's nice we don't have all of one specific type yeah it's been fun and that almost brings us to a close but i have some general outro stuff to talk about so this has been episode 55 we've now had two episodes of relaxing music in a row coming next is episode 56 although as of this recording we haven't completely decided what it's going to be so i could let you be surprised or I could just casually mention that at some point in November, Final Fantasy IX will have its 20th anniversary in the U.S. So, I don't know. Maybe we should do something about that. So, mm. we will consider that. So, again, we'll be back in a week or two with another episode after this. Maybe a bit about Final Fantasy IX or maybe something else. We will find out. But if you liked what you heard or want to share some feedback or thoughts or topic ideas... You can email the show at music at rpgfan.com. And remember that all the songs we talked about here, we're going to list those. We all have those in a track list on our post on RPG Fan and also in your podcast show notes. Along with the track list is also a list of places where you can listen and buy Indians albums. So we link to places where you can buy them like Bandcamp or iTunes or stream because... More and more game music keeps showing up on places like Spotify and Apple Music. So however it is you like getting your music, we try to include links for all the stuff we talk about here. So you can go there and, you know, listen and support the artists. So for me, if you want to reach out to me personally, probably the best way is Mike at RPGFan.com. Um, sometimes I also lurk in Discord, but not all the time. So email is best for me. Hillary, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way? Sure. Um, Hillary at RPGFan.com is a good way to contact me. And I'm also EP Fire on Discord. Okay. And Peter? Um, you can find me. I'm uh, Peter T at RPGFan.com if you want to email me. I'm also on Twitter a lot at I Have Fury. I'm on our Discord, but I don't really use it a lot. And I can't remember my username off the top of my head. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so Twitter it is. Twitter it is. I'm so you have to brave the hell site if you want to talk to me. Yeah. I'll stick with the email. Um, Thank you. Yeah, probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. All right. So we have a couple little things, and then we're going to have a bonus track to wrap up today. So if you haven't listened to it yet, um, I also do recommend, along with Rhythm Encounter at RPG Fan, we have two other podcasts as well. We have our general game show, or RPG show, uh, Random Encounter, where people talk about current stuff or what they're playing. That comes out every two weeks, and then every week on Thursday or Friday or so, we have Retro Encounter, which, as you might guess, is often about retro games or replaying older games. 
and with different hosts each time. And then in between those game journal episodes, there's some other fun stuff like quiz shows and really whatever's going on that month. But whatever it is, there's a new episode every week. So I definitely recommend checking out Random and Retro Encounter. And if you like this show or any of our shows, it would be really great if you could review us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening. If you can rate, review and subscribe to us, that helps us, you know, in our rankings and helps get the word out. So, you know, whatever you can do, talk about us to your coworkers, with your siblings, like whatever you want to do. You can talk about us with your pets, although I, unless your pets have iTunes accounts, they probably won't help our numbers. But, you know, they might still like it. I know we have a we have a new little puppy in this house, and she seems to like some of the music we've been playing lately. So She also likes Final Fantasy XIV, so she has good taste. Yes, yes. she does like Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> yeah, L- Luna likes fourteen too. She chases my character around the screen. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's about it for today. So, Hillary, you have a bonus relaxing music track that's going to wrap up Two full episodes of relaxing music. Oh man. No pressure. Yeah, but what do you have? A heavy burden. So this is this is a topic that's really important to me. Like I have a several relaxing playlists that I've put together on YouTube mostly to do yoga too. But this song is one of the very first songs I wanted to use for one of those. And it's kind of going back to that ocean theme that I started with Mythic Ocean. And it's also a song that's just very near and dear to my heart and it's a very relaxing version of it. I have an OC remix. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Seaside Lullaby Windfish Ballad. I mean, it's really hard to go wrong with Ballad of the Windfish in general, but yeah, I, I have heard this OC remix before and it's a really good choice. So I'm excited to listen to it. Well, thank you again. And hopefully everyone listening has received some good recommendations and has had a chance to relax along with us. Yeah, I think it's been a really good mix of songs as usual. So thank you both for joining me. So for myself, for Hillary, and for Peter, thank you for listening, and we'll see you here next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, I don't even know why we do a show. Might as well just do, <laughs> just do a whole bunch of outtakes back to back. Quack.